Welcome to True Health Live, where we explore and acknowledge basic truths on some of the hottest topics in public health. If you are a public health student, experienced professional, or just interested in multiple perspectives in the public health arena, then this is a space for you. Join us. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to True Health Live, where we get to the core and the truth of major public health issues. Today, we are talking about that Mary Jane, the MJ, the ganja, the weed, the sticky <laughs> buds and stems, if they still are buds and stems, but that's what we're talking about today. Um, so, you know, grab up your chair, get your water, your tea, your snack, because it's going to be good. So, um, let's get into it, ladies. So, a few weeks ago, I did like a quick like live on... Um, marijuana like is it legal and so that's really been like my kind of angle when it comes to you know legalization because it is like a public health issue because um i do come from the policy and advocacy background when it comes to public health so these are part of the public health scene and so a lot of what i deal with on a day-to-day basis especially because it's tobacco it's like the the policy and what are the rules and can we smoke it um, and sometimes it does, the question does come up like, well, isn't it better than tobacco? And a lot of the times I find myself having to say like, you know, well, the only thing that we should be inhaling into our lungs is oxygen. And that is the truth about it, right? There should be nothing else but oxygen, you know, that we are pulling into these lungs um, and no smoke. The other part of that is I also, as a public health professional, I have to realize it's not just the... Um, big pharma or the, you know, widely accepted Western idea of health. Like there is an actual holistic part of health that is important to include. And so with that, I do acknowledge that marijuana is an herb, you know, when it's organic, which we'll get into later. Uh, I know you have a lot to say about that, Precious. Um, It's medicine first, right? Um, You know, herbs are put here to, to heal Right. And if and for those practitioners and people who know how to use herbs and are very well educated and knowledgeable in that, you know, that's where we should be learning from. Um, At the same time, we do know that, you know, the legalization and the excitement around legalization is not really for medicinal use, because for the most part, the majority of the country has um, some form of mixed legalization when it comes to medicinal use. So it's either medicinal um, and that's it, or it's a mixture of medicinal and what we call decriminalization. Um, and I get into that into the live, so you know you can check out um, Idrisoli on YouTube, and you can hear some of that. Um, so I'm gonna segue into you, Precious, about like you know that getting that weed and like how it's done and like what we have to be mindful of. You know, like it's that lab versus organic, right? So, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so getting that weed and how it's done. You know, I don't even know how it's done nowadays, but what I would imagine, right? Um, One, what is it, right? What is marijuana? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, we know, right? It's It's a dried plant or flower of a plant, right? And it's the cannabis plant. And so the leaves, what do you do with the leaves and the flowers from the cannabis plant is really all that we're talking about. So I like that you opened with, you know, cannabis is, is medicinal and it's been used in that, in that, in that vein for hundreds and hundreds of years. 
how we got to where we are now is, I guess, what what we're going to dig a bit into. Um, And I think some of the things that I kind of think of is um, how did we get to this point where marijuana buds are these ginormous things, right? They come in all sorts of colors and varieties. And it's almost like um, my daughter was looking up rare, rare vegetables, rare fruit last night. And there were some things that came on that images. And I kind of thought, what is that? Well, it was a, it was a vegetable. It was a cauliflower, cabbage, broccoli something and squash like mixed into one what i didn't even want to yeah i'll (laughs) another conversation there's apparently a hybrid vegetable that is a combination of like five different vegetables and that's the way that i think of marijuana today you know it's like you have to be really really you want to be try to be aware of what it is that you're putting into your body and the best way to put it into your body, um, you know, when you think of kind of that medicinal, and I'm even going to carve out versus kind of um, more historical, right? Like even beyond like the 50s and 60s of just smoking marijuana, you know, deciding how you're going to use that medicine because smoking it is probably not the ideal way to take it in depending on what you're trying to, to, to resolve the body of, right? Mm-hmm. So thinking of tinctures and yep. teas um, and other ways, you know, decoctions to get the medicine out mm-hmm. of the plant. So yeah. again, thinking of it as medicine, how are we actually extracting the medicinal properties? Um, and if you're smoking it, then are you incinerating the medicinal properties and and then in, and then inhaling those carcinogens that that's more of what we're doing than actually getting medicine out of getting medicine out of it yeah it's interesting because you know the as someone who is plant-based we know that like raw is best right and so when you burn something you are actually cooking out the nutrients right and this is not to say that there aren't the benefits and there's uses to burning herbs and things because there's there's also in addition to that medicinal there is spiritual so i don't want to neglect that part and that is a very real um aspect to it so yeah there is some burning but again like to your point it's that if we're inhaling it because actually the most preferred use is still to smoke is that combustible to you know light it up burn it and smoke it but as we're thinking about newer forms of use um and how we utilize it like you said for just the medicinal properties um you said tinctures and like immediately i was like oh well cbd oil and i like had to like even educate myself on cbd oil because um my thing was just like thinking about like the traditional weed right the, the stems and the seed the green and then it was like the cbd oil it actually um it does give you those medicinal properties because we know that people who really a lot of people who are experiencing pain it's, it's used for pain management and they have to um they use that for pain management and the cbd oil apparently can give you those medicinal effects without the psychoactive um 
reaction and the psychoactive effects that the THC, because the CBD um, is also, it's a cannabinoid, um, which is um, also, uh, THC is also a cannabinoid. And so like that CBD, the difference is it has no psychoactive effects, but it has like a good amount of the uh, medicinal properties. And also, um, you know, yeah, while some of it may have like traces of THC, it's very, very low. So it seems to be like, you know, the best bang for your buck without having to kind of lose yourself like you know and then there's differences between like the, the plant you know indica will which is usually like what um some of the medicinal um weed is um is different from sativa which can be like more cerebral um the reaction i'm talking about like the psychoactive reaction is is a little bit more cerebral interestingly enough the cbd oil though it comes from the cannabis sativa plant um, and how they do like all of those extractions, like uh, we're, we're not going to get into because this is strictly about um, what we have to be mindful of, like policy wise and also health wise, um, because they all are interrelated. Um, so, yeah, Anushka, thoughts? <laughs> As you guys are uh, talking and I'm listening, you know, one thing that pops up to me is the educational piece in regards to our youth. Because especially now, like I've witnessed such a more of consuming like the consumption of marijuana amongst youth now because they're so stressed out or, you know, it's something to do because they have nothing to do outside of, you know, their daily routines. It's become part of their lifestyle. I've even seen, um, you know, young people just use it as coping mechanisms because young and even to young adults who are going through life changes and so forth. Um, I know a young girl who smokes every single day, maybe five times a day from the time she wakes up from the, to the time she, she goes to sleep. And that is because I feel, you know, she hasn't really dealt with the traumas in her life. And so the high she gets allows her to escape from her reality. And so for me, I believe that, you know, folks are going to explore. Youth are going to explore. Young adults, they're going to explore at some point or another. And I feel that if you consciously are smoking, you have to also understand, like, you, the feeling that you get, what it does to you, it's good. It's fun in that moment. Right. But nonetheless, you're putting smoke into your lungs. So that is a disservice to yourself. Um, and it's one thing to recreationally smoke um, marijuana when you just, you know, socializing like and whatnot. But to use it as a crutch to keep you going is harmful. It's so harmful. Um, and I think we we need to have these conversations and educate our young people because now with it being monetized the way it is and, you know, like, like, you know, what Precious was saying and you as well, Deidre, what is it really looking like? It's not what's being, um, it's not the natural marijuana that we all know, right. That's grown outside and so forth. Um, so what is it really? And so I think explaining this to our young people um, can help them make better choices and also, showing them ways of how to, you know, new coping mechanisms, you know. Um, yes, mar marijuana, cannabis has um, healing properties and it is a medicine, but you have 
have to know it, the entirety of all of that before you make a, a conscious decision to say, okay, well, this is going to be my medicine from now until whenever, um, especially if you're not using it in, in a proper way um, and you're doing more harm than good. And in short term, it may fix whatever it is that you're looking for it to fix, but long-term wise, you're just, you're doing a disservice to yourself, to your health and your body. Um, yeah. So that's what really stuck out. You know, I, I know as an adult, like, I feel like we have the mind to make good decisions. Like we have the ability to kind of navigate where we get our information and educate ourselves and so forth. Whereas our youth, they don't, and they need our guidance. So as we're talking that they're the ones that stand out the most. I mean, I have a 16 year old too, that access me. So Ma, did you, did you smoke when you was younger? And I'm like, actually I didn't. I'm like, I, I, I just, I was never into it. Um, and so she she acts because she wants to know like what did her parents do and when when did they do a type of thing my nieces and nephews do the same thing they, they'll ask but um being able to have those conversations are imperative um because as we talk and we have these discussions as adults um we we have an understanding but they necess they don't necessarily do and so i think to elaborate and help them think about you know cannabis as a whole the, the pros the, and the cons um, and the, 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 the way to use it, uh, I think, is, is a, big, <laughs> a big help for them as they navigate through the usage part. Yeah. yeah. And I think you touched on a really good point, the idea of demystifying it, right? Like talking to your children, particularly when they come to you with questions, um, you know, that that's, that's a good indicator that, that they have a level of curiosity um, that probably goes beyond the question that they're asking, right? That's just what they could pull together to pose to you. Um, so right. um, something that I like to do is, is to answer when asked, you know, if you, if you had the wherewithal to pull a question together, then you deserve some semblance of an age appropriate response. Um, and I think that's where we as, as parents and as healthcare advocates um, and as, as educators, um, we have to stay abreast of what, what the relevant discussion is for, for both sides, right? Um, because it is important that our children understand not just, well, what is weed or what is marijuana, but understanding what THC is, understanding what CBD is. Um, what the relationship between the two is, uh, appreciating what um, GMO means mm -hmm. universally, um, you know, the, and appreciating that hybrid um, marijuana, which was something that I guess West Coast like rappers made popular, mm -hmm. um, was also what got us to, well, what is a hybrid? A hybrid is just genetically modified substances, right? So when you take the cool spin off of it, what are you actually ingesting? Just a bunch of chemicals. So you avoided the chemicals in your food, but then you're going to go smoke those chemicals and get a direct line into your body. So it's just something to consider. Um, and then educate yourself on on what, if, if, if that's the lifestyle that you're partaking in, Mm -hmm. Educate yourself on how to do it um, in the most natural way as possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think too, and also having those, having authentic conversations, rather it be like peer to peer, like girlfriends or whatnot, or, you know, 
parent to 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 child you know um because sometimes it's like yeah I want to say this and because you're only 16 but then I'm like but you probably know 10 times more than what you're asking anyway right <laughs> so let's have this real conversation because I'm not gonna fluff anything up for you um and for me as a parent um I, I always have been big on having real conversations with my daughter um, because I always feel that the more clear I am with her and the more authentic the conversations are, the better she'll come to me before she goes to a stranger. As I can't trust that a stranger is going to educate my child on cannabis or whatever the case might be, right? So having that um, that, that bond, a sacred bond, um, and building trust with your your child, I think is very important. And just amongst friends, like, you know, I'm not against cannabis. I'm not against CBD. I actually tried CBD on my ankle and it worked. And I was so happy about that because I was like, wow, I really needed that. Um, and so it's just for myself, it's just educating, like Precious said, educating myself on the different terms, on what does what, what, you know, what the uses are and so forth. Um, one thing I don't do and I can say is I don't smoke. But, um, you know, there's other ways to get the the, the benefits from cannabis, right? Um, so just making sure I'm educated and I continue to learn more and more um, will help me better serve those who are the youngsters in my life, you know? Um, but being authentic is at the top of that. So I'm not sugarcoating anything I say. I'm going to tell it to you the way your friends tell it to you. Um, but you just understand, like, uh, I'm, I'm the parent in the conversation, right? Um so just making sure we have that trust factor. And yes, I'm here to answer your questions. And I know you know more than what you're telling me, but it's okay. Um, so that that's all I wanted to add to that. Um, uh, one thing you said, like, like, I think it's important that people kind of know where to get information, right? And at least um, on that policy side like so where you can know like where it's legal right mm -hmm. what I found like a good website was um disa.com so disa's um and this is not to promote anybody but I'm gonna strictly talk about the this the page that they have on their website that gives it literally is a comprehensive list of all 50 states and um the you can view like summaries um and they do have links leading to the actual laws for each state and so it tells you like which states are fully legal which states have mixed which states are not um and i thought it was really good and i'll um i'll put it um on the website i'll just say it now um they so this these actually they are like a a top pioneer in doing like drug and alcohol testing so naturally you know I do think what they did really well was um, kind of identify like, okay, this is information that needs to be shared. And so they do have, um, like I said on their page, um, a map of marijuana legality by state, which I thought was really helpful. So you can go like to their DISA.com and just, or just Google DISA map of marijuana legally. And um, it's really, really um, helpful to, to have that information because as I was looking through it, the other thing that um, caught my eye, because, you know, it's better than, like, trying to, like, Google, like, laws in Kansas and then, like, laws in California. Like, let me just go someplace where it's one-stop shopping and I can just go back, back, back to get to the origin, origin point and pick another state. And so one thing that I looked up is, like, what's built in or written into some of these um, 
some of the legislation is like the, the grow your own. So, you know, I was saying all this to say to go back to like, you know, thinking about what's in it. And so there are, I think people did think about like, you know, what if people want to grow their own? Because there are some people who would rather something mm -hmm. that is more organic. And it's crazy that we're here where we're talking about, you know, the GMO marijuana versus organic marijuana and really being mindful of that and the importance of it all. Um, so um, to your point, like also be mindful and pay attention to the laws in your state about growing your own and what options are open to you. Because I think that is really key because we are, this is the West and this, it is this, this place is built on consumerism. So, you know, there are a lot of opportunities to grow your own. You can grow your own food, but how many people do grow their own? Right. And it's just easier to just go outside. I'm just go to Whole Foods and I'm going to go to the health food aisle. Or, well, Whole Food is supposed to be a whole health food store, but not everything is organic. But, um, you know, people can go there and get whatever. I'll just go to the local grocery store and I'll go to... The health food aisle or I'll just make sure I go to the organic section or I'll go to the farmer's market and that which is great because a lot of times the farmer's market you will get like the organic things but like now we have to be in this area where it's like you do have to think about growing your own because when you're in this area or you're in this world of mass production because there's the the need to or the demand for more and more because people are consumers especially here in, in the west um you have to think about, well, what are they doing to produce this quickly? What, you know, what's going into the, the development of a given product, especially something that's supposed to be ingested, whether it's edible or inhaled or whatever. Anything that's supposed to go on the body, how is it being produced? What chemicals are in it? So it's, it's crazy that we are there where it's like, yeah, we too, you know, like what's in it? Uh, is it lab weed or is it homegrown? You know, so those are the things you have to think about. So, yeah, pay attention to what um, you're able to do um, as a private citizen or, you know, as a in your personal private home, um, whether you're able to grow or not. And again, this is not an endorsement to use or whatever, but it, it is an endorsement to be informed and be educated about a given topic. And specifically right now, we're talking about marijuana. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think is there anything else? Anything else? Any other ideas? I know I did like I really I I'm really like bent on like, yeah, get that information out there when it comes to what people can and cannot, I guess, in a sense, get in trouble for. Because then we, we start going into the policing, right? Because we talk about decriminalization. So these are these are key pieces that are all, you know, you can find that that interlocking um piece that connects with another thing, right? So my thing is like, let's let's be informed so we don't find ourselves inching into another area where we might run into um, health issues because of something that is a particularly stressful or not. Um, you know, something that that we didn't touch on, and I think it's an, an important for us to mention is the, right now there is the opportunity to monetize, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and unfortunately, a lot of the stories that I'm reading is that, again, while a largely disproportionate number, amount of um, minorities over the past 20, 30 years have been negatively impacted 
by the choice to try to make money off of marijuana. Now what's happening, now that it's legal, um, that that same cohort of people are kind of being edged out of the legal marijuana side of things. So when we speak about educating yourselves, think about how you can actually come together as a community if if this is something that you're really passionate about. And, And what I mean is take it seriously. If yeah. you, what you really want to do is explore the medicinal purpose, the medicinal benefits of marijuana, then follow the steps and, you know, figure out what you need to do to establish a relationship with the provider so that you t- can have a dispensary. Um, because I think that's where the information is power, you know, where the information that Sister Deidre spoke to will be really powerful what states are coming online with recreational uses? What yep. are the requirements for um, opening a dispensary? What does that look like? And how can it serve your community? Think about that because there are opportunities um, mm-hmm. because then it'll be like the, the the proliferation of liquor stores and everything else that's in our neighborhoods that are mm-hmm. unwelcome and unwanted. Right. Um, and they kind of exploit us instead of kind of getting in now and figuring out how to make it something that yep. can, can build a community. Yeah. I think it's possible. <laughs> I agree. I definitely agree. And, and in all honesty, I'm looking into doing that. Um, and Dr. Rachel, I, I was looking her up here. Um, Dr. Rachel Knox, she is a endocannabis, I'm sorry, endocannabis, endocannabinologist and a cannabis MD. Very, very knowledgeable. I have learned so much from her as well as another young um, woman. Um, Let me give, I'm going to get her right name. She's, uh, oh, Mary Pryor. Um, But those two women are very, very knowledgeable in the cannabis industry. and Dr. Knox is amazing at what she does. She's been studying it for such a long period of time, which is having like listening to them and learning from them was is what struck the idea. So as Precious was saying, yes, learn, get the information, um, know what the steps are so that you can serve your community um, in a way that it's not going to be harmful for them. And if everyone else is getting paid to do something that we have I don't want to say been doing, but that we've had our hands in the pots all these years. Um, why should we be cut out of the piece of the pie? You know, um, so I think it, it's worth educating yourself. And then if you want to monetize it, um, then further educate yourself and get all the steps in place and learn what it is you need to do to become a legit business to serve your community. Um, because it is beneficial. Um, but like the, getting that information is key, though. Generating that revenue for the community to improve it is because mm-hmm. when you can generate that revenue, um, then you, and yes, like we're all here in whatever city or county or state, you know, you live in, which is all a part of the United States. But a key is to, to, to having better communities is, uh, is service, right? And doing those things that benefit the community and understand being educated on how to create revenue within the community that helps to to 
um, build it up. You know, we should all know how money is moving in the place where we live, because when you have that knowledge, then you have that power to, to, you know, affect the change that you want. You know, at some point we have to be like, all right, let's move from picketing in the streets and, and yelling and being angry, which is, you know, totally understandable. It's like, okay, well now we have to do the action that's, that matters. What, what it, you know, and <laughs> The best revenge is your paper. That's what has to happen now, right? So, you know, it's like, be, but you can't get that paper without being educated. So the first step is know, know, know all aspects of this industry and what's happening. Um, and that is the real truth. It's not just like, yeah, uh, Black and brown people have been ostracized and punished for this. And now all of the white people are coming and making money because that's exactly true. But the best way to go about it now, all right, let's learn how to play this game and then, you know, turn it on its head. So that's the truth, Ruth. (laughs) Community education, right? Because you can be educated as an individual, but until we come together in oneness, in community, um, Mm -hmm. where what I'm learning, where, you know, we can share as a collective and it can be trusted. um, Yes, that part. That trust part is so, so important. And sharing the education, like sharing your knowledge, it doesn't cost you a thing. And what's the sense in keeping it if you can't put it out there um, for your community and others to learn, right? Um, It can only make us thrive as a a collective. Yeah. And I'm going to even take it, you know, because, you know, we always like to start at the beginning. I'll take it even one step back right or one step up is like know who your community is mm-hmm. it may not be just those who are in proximity to you and maybe you have to identify who are the people who are most like you who are the people that share the same morals values the same culture as you because that is the other key to how things will thrive because you can have all the education but if um if you're not sharing in, a, in those key things like culture then trust is going to be hard to build so like taking it even like deeper is like know who your community is so then you can thrive even more because you know if you don't there'll be a limit to that upward mobility absolutely all right so um i think that's gonna be oh did you have something else no okay so I think that's going to be our show on marijuana, but we'll definitely talk about this some more because it's not over, like, especially as states kind of figure it out because, you know, we're here in the that New York tri-state area and we know that here they're trying to figure out what that looks like. So it's going to be real interesting when things actually drop for real. Um, so we'll definitely talk about this more, um, maybe get some interviews and talk to some people. Maybe we can try to get Dr. Knox on the show and like talk to her about some things that would be amazing. Um, so um, as always, if you like the show, make sure you subscribe to whatever platform you use. Um, make sure you follow, visit us on all of our social media channels. Follow, save, like, share, subscribe. And we will see you in the forward. Peace. Thank you for joining us here at True Health Live. Remember to like, save, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment and send an email if there's a topic if you want to discuss. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at True Health Live. You can also listen on DeidreSully.com. If there's a topic you'd like to discuss or hear, 
you can send an email to truehealthlive at gmail.com. See you next time.